0: What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Sherman Obed, back here once again with another episode of Western the Water Entertainment. Obed, good to see you, as always. Glad to have you back on this week. How you doing, sir?
1: Living the dream. Live. It's a holiday weekend. Sun's out. Gun's out. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I, and I can see you, Chris. Chris, you are rocking with the guns out right now. There <laughs> <you> <laughs> go. No farmer paying on you. this show. <laughs> good to see you, as well, sir. Sir. Glad to have you back. Happy to be here, guys. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Guys, I know it is a holiday weekend. I'm sure you guys want to go enjoy it with some barbecues or, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe hitting up the beach. I don't know. But uh, let's just get right into it. Um, I know last week when, Obed, you were out. Chris, were you on here? We started talking. We were talking about Game of Thrones and the season finale was coming up. I believe, Obed, you're a Game of Thrones guy, right, as well?
1: I am a fan. I am a fan. Yeah. Um, members.
0: Dude, the uh, finale was last week. Um, I don't really have many words. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm just gonna throw it over to you, to Chris because he's the guest first. Um, I, I cause I don't really, know, I don't know what to say about it. Um, dude.
2: Um,
0: I right, yeah, uh, come on. Uh, All
2: right. um, um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, no, I mean, it, it really was a what, what, what do you do? I mean, I, nine, years of build up, nine years of buildup, nine years of buildup to somehow go through a five year span in 30 seconds where. No. Jon Snow is now older and bearded, and I mean, honestly, everything happened I thought would happen. You know, I I, I knew we were gonna have Bran, you know, running the, on the throne. Um, I actually, I actually called Jon Snow, you know, taken out, you know, doing what he can do. But I don't know. I mean, but you know, I see all these protests, and they say a million people, you know, petition. But you know what? In the larger scheme, there was there's 50 million people that viewed that sh- that last episode. So 1 million really isn't that much, but still it was a disappointment.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, Obed, your thoughts on the, on the game of Thrones finale last week. I, you know what? I I have to agree with where Chris is coming from on nine years of build us to build up, to give us that. I mean, the season felt rushed. You took two years and then said, okay, well, as opposed to filling out, you know, you could have given us an entire season's worth of hour and a half episodes. And we would have been good with that as opposed to, you know, the the shortened season. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, you you gave us a. We all kind of knew what was culminating at. We weren't going to have this new age tyrant, Daenerys Targaryen. He, Jon Snow was going to have to do what he had to do. Um, it 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 was weak for me. I and I and you know that million subscri- uh, signatures on that uh, petition. I yeah. feel like the sentiments are out there, but people aren't willing to say it. You know, mm-hmm. like you, they could have done a lot better. They could have done. I, a lot
0: see, I mean, I was watching. There were some clips of media being interviewing some of the cast members on different. Functions or events, whatever, and the other question was, "Oh, how do you feel? How the show was ending? How do you feel about the episode? How it was done?" Every one of them were like, uh, uh yeah. See what happened was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for, I'm like, you yes. Just call me. Just call me. <laughs> and,
0: oh yeah, I'll be there in a second, Mom. Okay, you know like, dude, like, dude, like you said, dude. I can't. Like, my point was last week again, too. So same thing. You took two years to film six, just six episodes. Like Chris said, they rushed everything, and that's that. The, the lame. Anticlimactic way you go out um you know yeah. I I uh I, I, I got I thought Sansa would be the one to take the throne to be honest um but the fact that right after it all you know after he goes out and gets and some um, darn it, Daenerys and then all of a sudden it's weeks later he's just in the, it just she's just in prison like he's in prison in a cage wherever and they don't don't even tell you what happened right after he killed her it's
2: like oh Killed her eye. Right, he just walks off like do do do. Like he went downstairs. <laughs> I have, I have a right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was ridiculous. I mean, the, honestly, you know, the 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 only part of the last season I really liked was actually when Daenerys was just taking out. Everyone, because that reminded me mean, of the first three or four seasons of Game of Thrones where, oh, crap, crazy stuff is happening. Yeah. She's like, and you were seeing it from the point of view of Arya down on like, you know, ground zero, so to speak. I really like that. Um, but, you know, it's interesting with Bran, you know, taking the throne. Um, do you have to think about it? the entire thing since he was a little kid, you know, got pushed out that window. Right. He's been on a throne the entire time. Foreshadowing the entire time. What has he done? in really, really, truly,
0: in the in the greater scheme of things, I mean, I feel like Jon Snow would have been better. Sansa uh, would have been.
2: A cool eyed Raven. Uh,
0: yeah, okay. All right. He he pulls his eyes in the back of his head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay you know what I'm saying like He's having a seizure. Exactly. That's a medical condition. He needs to get checked out. Okay. Let's just be honest, <laughs> dude. I mean, like I said, I was disappointed. It was very mediocre. The only, to me, the best episode this year was, uh, I think it was episode three with the huge fight scene. But dude, and which you could barely even see because it was so damn dark, had yeah. me out here squinting like I uh, was Gilbert Godfrey out here, like, <laughs> like well, I couldn't even see. What is it? I
1: can't like, see. Like, <laughs> eh, eh,
0: what? I don't do it. Uh, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. But yeah, we saw that. it's like I mentioned, I said, mentioned the petition, like a people, a bunch of people are signing it. Some of them for to redo the entire season. Obviously, we know that's not going to happen. They're not going to have to – HBO's not going to want to pay everybody all over again to redo that. But the author of the books, George R. R. Martin, did say that the books will not end the same way. So I guess that's one positive to take away, that he will – he, he, it seems like he doesn't agree with how the show ended either, So as well as everybody else. But it is what it is, you know. But what can we do? Anyway, moving on, let's get right into some sports action. So I want to first talk about uh, the NFL – I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but recent news that Pac-Man Jones decided to uh, give it a a call to quits. Uh, Adam Jones was retiring from the NFL. Um, I think he was – last team was with, I believe it was the the Bengals, of course. Dude, he's had an up-and-down, tumultuous career, if you want to say the least. Um, More – I feel like he's known for more his off-the-field issues than his uh, career on the field. Um, Is it possible – that he could probably maybe one day end up in the Hall of Fame. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think he had a di- that dynamic of a career. He was a great – he was a phenomenal player, you know what I mean? Um, but I just – I don't think there's really a loss for his for him when he – now that he's out of the NFL right now. Obed, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I feel like I, – I, I, uh, I agree with where you're going on this. Uh, Pac-Man Jones, I think, had an incredible career for – and his, his ability to continue being a stud – you know, after the off-field stuff was quieted down in every location he was in, uh, you know, I believe drafted by the Cowboys, you know, played fantastically for them. Uh, drafted I, by you know, the Titans, actually. Dra- hey, drafted by uh, the Titans, then, really? Yeah, got, it was Titans, then the Cowboys. Titans, Cowboys, and then Bengals, the Bengals. right? Bengals. I think yeah. he might have had another stop between there. But, um, no, he was he's a fantastic player, right? Like, he was he, – for that era – like, if he had just not had all the off-field stuff, I think we would remember he probably would have been a lot better. And there's a lot of players in that era of the, the 2000s that I feel like if they had quieted the off-field stuff and focused on their craft, they would be Hall of Famers. But, you know, just NFL legends, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of agree with where you guys are going, your sentiments there. Um, you know, with regards to the off-the-field annex, uh, think about a true Hall of Famer in T.O., Terrell Owens. Um, It took him five years to get in just because of his off the field and he had well more of a, a established greater career than Pac-Man. Yeah, and, I 100 percent agree. With you, but ahead, go ahead. and all you know, I was going to say, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's really hard for cornerbacks to make it into the Hall of Fame. And Pac-Man came around the same time as one of the top five cornerbacks in history in Revis Island, Um, you know, and, and it's and he might, you know, it's going to take him a minute to get in. So, I mean, great player, freak,
0: though. So yeah. that, that'll, that'll help him a little bit, I think. But I mean, you mentioned T.O. T.O. is arguably the third greatest wide receiver of all time. Mm-hmm. He literally did not get in because of his Absolutely. chemistry or his character or whatever, the, you know, the, the media
2: and treated them yeah, as well.
0: So, But I think that's nonsense. You're a hall of famer because of your abilities on the field, what you did on the field. Now, I mean, if you were just, you know, a complete douchebag, or whatever, you know, you know, hurting people and things like that Maybe a different story, but he never like physically assaulted anyone or did anything crazy, you know, to that effect. No. You know, he had some fun. He, you know, he did, you know, some little, you know, scandalous stuff or whatever, nothing, but nothing too wild. But he's literally arguably, to me, in my eyes, the third greatest whole, uh, wide receiver of all time behind only Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. So how, the, how did he not get in on the first ballot is amazing to me. Speaking of T.O. and Hall of Fame, I don't know if you guys saw Donovan McNabb, the former quarterback, is still complaining that he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's he was on the wrestling radio show the other day. He's like, oh, absolutely, I'm in. The, I'm a Hall of Famer. My numbers, my numbers are better than Troy Aikman's numbers, which they are, granted. But you know, uh, hey, he doesn't have a Super Bowl He's been to what five? He was in the five NFC Championship games. Been to one Super Bowl. Damn near won that Super Bowl against the Patriots. I mean, that was a that was a close game. You know, I mean, the, the time running out at the end, that whole thing was kind of was was a little crazy. I'll I'll bet. Do you think he should be in the hall of fame?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the same term from before NFL legend, not a hall of famer, really great numbers. Uh, You know, through the peak of his career, that 25 to 28 uh, year range, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the NFC championship games, absolutely, you know, came out here. And especially at the time when he was hot, he had to compete against his contemporaries like Peyton Manning, uh, like Hasselbeck, like Brady, um, uh, you know, Drew Brees out there, Philip Rivers out there, but just you know, you, you can't say my numbers are better than Troy Aikman and not have won any Super Bowls. We give that concession to Dan Marino for the numbers that he put up, and if it comes down to the numbers without having a Super Bowl, they're just not there for Donovan McNabb.
0: Well, that was going to be kind of my next point, and Chris, I'll let you jump in here in a second, but are numbers just enough? Do you need the accolades? Does that matter? Does, does your character matter? I mean, do you need Super Bowl rings? Do you need a certain number of, you know, of MVPs, things like that? I mean, like you just said, Obed, Dan Reno, no rings, absolute Hall of Famer. Jim Kelly, no rings, absolute Hall of Famer. Uh, Chris, I mean, what, what's your take on McNabb and the whole aspect of getting into the Hall of Fame?
2: Well, I mean, if accolades and chips are the only thing we're going to count, it, I mean, hell, Robert Ori, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Big Shot Bob has five, has five, but he's he has not- he has seven rings, by the way. He- actually, Big Shot
1: Bob actually is a Hall of Famer. I might, I might actually say that he is a Hall of Famer. He was an integral piece of all the teams he played on and they all won championships. But,
2: but he's not a Hall of Famer with seven championships. So I don't think accolades and winning the championship has everything to do with it. I mean, Terrell Owens, who you were just talking about in the previous topic, you know, never won a ring, but he is a Hall of Famer. The numbers and the stats he put up Donovan McNabb I mean it hurts me to say as a diehard Steelers fan was the only good thing the Philadelphia Eagles had for well over a decade Mm. players came in and out they had Westboro you know they had T.O. for a little bit and all that but you know what um Donovan McNabb I mean how many Pro Bowls he was a seven-time Pro Bowl selection I mean he's absolutely a Hall of Famer yeah I I, you know I
0: would agree with you Chris I mean yeah he I I think he is a Hall of Famer I mean. You know, uh, he like like well. I will uh, let me touch on one thing. Excuse me, sorry, but you mentioned that he really didn't do anything. You know, for that, you know, for only a couple of years for the Eagles, that was, there's their best really weapon. The minute look at what happens when he gets to, boom, goes to the Super Bowl. You know, if he had more weapons, I think he could have done more. You know, I mean, he had some decent guys in there. You know, every once a while, but I do think that if he had better weapons, especially from the from the wide out position. I think, you know, he could have probably have done more. Yeah, six-time Pro Bowler. Like I said, he won the NFC Championship in 04 when they went to the Super Bowl. Been there five times, though. I mean, uh, I, I, I think, and it's funny, because in Eagles fans were upset when they drafted him out of Syracuse in, in the NFL draft that year. And So and I think he was one of the best quarterbacks Eagles have had in a long time. Now, you know, they're, they're all banking on Carson and Wentz, of course, now these days. Uh, but think about it, you know, since, since McNabb left, who was really I mean Vic was there for a bit um,
2: even what Sam Bradford was there for a bit well now now as they, as they call him here in Philly and I, I will you know I will pull this in for our for our audience that might not like the certain language but they call him big bleep nick
1: yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how good how good the bleep is when he's down in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but do pick, yeah. I I do agree <laughs> with you, Sherman on, on the points of at least uh, uh you know what he's brought to this area and as a number two overall pick in his draft. I think he actually produced to, it, to the expectation level, right? The kind of success he brought to them uh, to Chris's point when he was really like the big the big thing for them out there. They had defense. And, you know, I, I do say, hey, they got over the hump with T.O. But T.O. was injured uh, going through that playoffs. And they had to face Michael Vick, who the only other offensive skill set position player he had was Algie Crumpler. So I don't really think it was that hard for them to get that W. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yes, they, he, he did play himself into, I guess, I would say the tier of a, a true competitor in the sport. I just don't I just don't see it. I I, I watched him melt down in the Super Bowl and even his TO's talking about it, he was vomiting out there. Which does that matter? I don't know. But <laughs> through his career the medal didn't seem like it it needed it was there for the level he had of, of playing competition.
0: Yeah. I mean I I, I I think he I think he is a Hall of Famer, but will he get in? I guess that's left to be seen. Um kind of speaking of staying in in Pennsylvania, you mentioned your Steelers, Chris where, where are we ever going to get over this whole Big Ben A.B. fiasco that's going on? Um, dude, your boy A.B. is not even with the team anymore. Yo,
1: <laughs> give It's it. about <laughs> to be a what? Girl fight. <laughs> 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 we about to go to war. <laughs> I'm
2: mad about
0: it. So still. We, get over that- it, man. I, I-, I-
2: you weigh in since you're the senior. Well, speaking of Hall of Fame, you know, so soon to be, you know, from the minute he retires, Big Ben is a Hall of Famer.
0: Oh, Ben is still embarrassed <laughs> about his... It's all, right. it's,
2: all, it's, all, it's all right. You know what? Jealousy is the ugly sister of envy. I get it. It's, it's no big deal. But but, but, to my boy, to my Big Ben, my Steelers, Big Ben's not acting like a Hall of Famer right now. He's not acting like a leader and he finally excuse me came out and took a little bit of responsibility but even when he took the responsibility he still was kind of taking sly shots at it and I'm like listen you know it's all about culture and the culture of the Steelers for 75 years was not this so it's really only happened to be honest under under Mike Tomlin's watch you know it was never like that way with Bill Cowher um you know in the and prior or Chuck Nolan before him i mean there's just a lot of chemistry issues in that locker room and i think it goes way beyond just Ben
0: yeah, I mean, just just talking about the latest from it, I mean, Big Ben, he was, in, I think, doing an interview like on a radio show a couple, like, last week or so, and he said, you know, in kind of talking about the whole thing with him and, and AB and his comments were, you know, I took some heat and deservedly so, so for some of the comments on that show, I especially I, and especially towards him, and I generally feel bad about that, and I'm sorry, did I go too far at that Denver game? Probably, end quote. And he went on to say, you know, things that the media, things that the media, about the media and social media is that as soon as you say sorry, it only goes so far. You can't take it back. And I wish I could because that's what ruined our friendship and relationship. I'm truly and generally sorry about that, end quote. Well, your boy A.B. tweeted out right after that the words, quote, (laughs) two-face. I I, 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 I mean, dude, he's just... Just get over it, man. I mean, how long is this really gonna go on, Obed? I, I,
1: I... This is gonna go on forever because I, I know that this was not the Steelers of the old, but maybe it was, and this kind of stuff just never got out to the media because we don't live in the society we live in now. You yeah. know, uh, it, we're talking about AB who was live streaming from the locker room after the win and <laughs> hearing the uh, coach Tomlin talking smack about the team they're about to play, who is yeah, freeing yeah, his. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I, for, for me, I think I think this is going to be this is going to be forever. And uh, gentlemen, what's going on right now in the NFL is team OTAs, where after the draft, we have an opportunity to start installing our offense. I think somebody went out and looked at what his offense looked like and kind of figured it out that he might have made a mistake chastising one of the best players in the NFL right now after he chastised the other Best player in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I just don't. I, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned for him just being in Oakland. You know, I know he's not there. He's not attending OTAs. I mean, granted, they are voluntary, but I think you need that connection with your quarterback, especially come first in first, you know, first getting in your first year like this with them. You know, and Derek Carr is still young, and he's got to get. You know, a, a, a <laughs> Derek deficit. Carr is still
1: semi-trash. I don't know about young. He's supposed to be playing a lot <laughs> oh, better than oh this. God. Shots fired.
0: Sure. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and especially and especially with John Gruden his aggressive style, uh, you know, but let me ask you this, Chris, can Big Ben really thrive without Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh any longer?
2: I mean, absolutely. He's done it before. I mean, he's had a plethora of receivers there in Pittsburgh in his tenure. Um, you know, Plexico Burris, Hines Ward, you know, Santonio Holmes. The list goes on. Mike Wallace, the list goes on and on. That's and the one thing, still, yeah, exactly. That's one thing the Steelers are really good at is um, right when you think they're getting rid of some of the best players in the NFL, which talent-wise, you know, A.B. and Le'Veon Bell are, um, you know, here comes James Conner. You know, here comes Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, they, you know,
1: Ben can make it work. Um, I, you know, but the I'm thing to... is, I have a question. His mm-hmm. question was, is Ben going to be able to make it happen? Yeah. And your yeah. response was, well, they've always got guys. Is Ben Roethlisberger good enough to elevate players around him who are not that good? I think, I think yeah. what you not, should answer. Not the rate he did
2: before because he's older. I mean, he's 35 years old. But, I mean, um, can he still have a successful year? Can they possibly make it, you know, win, win a, t- a title? No. But, I mean, they'll, they'll be a playoff team.
1: I mean, Philip Rivers was elevating guys we had never heard of two years ago. Philip Rivers is, like, 37 now. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is that why I feel like Big is first a Hall of Famer.
2: Like- that, that's stress. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. He's elevating, <laughs> he's elevating everyone around him, if you know what I mean. Dude, he's, he's, still, he's still putting in that work.
1: Yeah. Let's do, let's do. Bill Rivers will give you 4,330 touchdowns every season, whether the wide receivers are alive, whether the offensive line is alive. As long as he's upright, he's going to sling to who's ever there. And I don't think Big Ben has shown me that. I feel like Big Ben has had the Plaxico Bursts, the Emmanuel Sanders, the Hines Wards, the, uh, the Juju Smith-Husters, uh, uh, the uh, I can't remember the tight end from, from uh, UVA that they had. You know what I mean? Like they, he's, had, he's had Heath Miller, Heath Miller. He's yeah. had he's had studs, Antonio Holmes. Uh, you know he's had he's had studs around him. So great, he's been able to deliver the ball to them. What happens when that's not the class of character around him, or class of of, of draft capital around him, and he oh, has right. and he's, he's just, not What has happened in league with?
2: What has happened when those others, those those pieces, especially all those receivers, when they went to other teams, they didn't thrive without Big Ben.
1: Emmanuel Sanders is a stud. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't hear you on that
2: one, dog. <laughs> That's one Hall of Famer to go play with another in Peyton Manning. But you're right. Go ahead. I got you. I got
1: you. <laughs> Who has he been playing with the last few years? He was playing with Case Keenum and was still a stud. At least a top 20 wide receiver. He got hurt. In he got football. hurt.
0: through the season. But yeah. still, no, I, I, don't like, I get your point. But, I mean, it's left to be seen. I still think Big Ben has, the, has some left in the tank. Now, I think he's probably got – and honestly, dude, honestly – Two years max, dude. Just just from a physical physical standpoint, just for his yeah. body just can't take the wear and tear. A, do that. Dude, like do. Dude, he's had back and knee and elbow and shoulder whatever issues.
1: He played on that ankle. Ugh.
0: Yeah, you know, you know. So I think just from a physical standpoint, he probably just needs to call it a quits. But I mean, I like Juju. James Conner, he's not the flashy, you know, kind of back that Le'Veon Bell was, you know, he's not going to get you, you know, he's not going to catch 80, 80, 75, 80 passes from out of the backfield. You know, he might not, you know, he's a kind of that bruiser back a little bit. He's a little bit bigger. He's not as agile as Le'Veon is. So it's kind of really going to be seen now that he has to go through the entire season, you know, just with Juju as his number one and really Connor. So I guess, you know, but like I said, that division is, is, is gotten better. You know, like I said, I predicted the Browns to win with Lamar Jackson there now, you know, you know, so we'll kind of, we'll, we'll you know, we'll see what happens there, but um, moving on from the pits from the Steelers, one, you know, and batter team, they're getting to another in the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if you guys saw, there was a little video that released on TMZ of him at a concert pushing down or kind of, Shouldering a security guard and just shoving him to the ground
1: a little bit. Got half his size.
0: Yeah, I might do it. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he was all lick it up. You know, he was on well, that sauce. He was. Know, drinking, he was the, stumbling you know, around half the video. Yeah, yeah, drinking that Jesus juice. You know, um, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> yeah, is is are his off the field issues? And he's had a couple of them now in his career and his young career. This is what well, He's going into What is only his fourth season now. He's had a couple of off the field issues. Are they bigger? than really what it seems, or is it really just not a big deal? The Cowboys like, Oh, he's just being a young kid himself. Are they, should the Cowboys really be concerned, Obed?
1: I mean, he, my understanding is that he parties very, very hard. And it that's, it's, you know, the little stuff that comes out when he's not protected, like you saw whatever that woman was with him, Maybe that was his girl was like keeping him away from stuff. Um, what comes out is not good, right? The St. Patrick's Day fiasco last year, this now this year, um, you know, it can't be one thing a year. You know, what happens when the a, a, always the play declines? And when the play declines, they spend more time doing the other stuff. And then the other stuff gets bigger than the play, right? It happened to international soccer players, it's happened to, you know, it's, it's Michael Jordan had this aspect. Of Michael Jordan was just really freaking good that he could overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It's it's. We'll see. You know. Hopefully that the time will change things. I'm I'm concerned because money doesn't make this any better. <laughs> you know. He's and he's about to get paid. So. Yeah.
0: Um. The Cowboys actually picked up the fifth year option on him. Um. So he'll be he'll be with the team and throughout the 2020 season. So he's got two more years. So this this coming year and next year. Um. He's going to make I think what, three point nine million this year and another nine point one the following year for the fifth year. So I think going into the 2020 season. It's been, it probably will maybe rework his deal. You know, yeah. Well, Chris, I mean, I guess this is brings us our next to my next point. Do you think he's worth the headache and worth a long-term deal that the Cowboys should give him a long-term deal?
2: I mean, to be honest, Sherman, you know, what you do in your personal life is your own business. As long as you're not hurting yourself and others around you. And then as long as it doesn't affect your job. And this can affect his job, Um, you know, because it it can hurt the team um, around him, you know, because, you know, when you're out there as a representative of the Dallas Cowboys, you're representing one of not only one of the biggest football teams in America, but one of the biggest brands, any brand you want to talk about, the Cowboys are there. So when you're hurting your business, your job, then you have a problem. I I would if I was the Cowboys, I would definitely have some long, long conversations behind closed doors about whether they're going to offer this young man a long term deal. Do I think talent-wise he's there? Absolutely. He's a top two, three running back in this league. But you have to think about your brand and what's gonna happen years well after the Ezekiel Elliott is of the world are gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, Elliott is, you know, a top five, top three running back in the NFL. You know, talent-wise, he's oh. worth the money. You know, talent-wise, he's hundred definitely he's worth the money. But um is he, you know, is he worth the headache? That's the other issue. You know, but this is my kind of going back to my point when we well, Ben, we were talking about your boy Bobby, uh, Bobby Kraft.
1: Um, but all Bobby.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bobby. Where, are, where are his people out? Where are his people? His his where is his people that like, keep him in check? Where is his handler,
2: as so to speak? You know? Uh, sure, 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 sure. They're in the lobby waiting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's like Bobby Schmurder's got to get his one 2 He'll be out in a second.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying is ZELE should have a group of people with him at all times that are sober and can keep him level-headed. Like, hey, dude, yo, 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 chill, 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 chill back yeah, up. Yeah. Like, if you're making – if you're that kind of pro, high-profile, whether it's athlete or celebrity musician or, you know, wh- whatever whatever it is, you should have at least one or two, like maybe just guards with you at all times who can, one, uh, protect you and strong enough to protect you, and two, get you out of a situation that you shouldn't be in. You know, it's the same thing. How guys get caught up with either having a gun, getting caught with a gun, or driving. You know, under the influence. It's like, dude. First of all, get a yeah. dude. I don't get, get a security guard who can get a license to can have a have a weapon. Let right. them carry it. Second of all, if you're out drinking and drive, you know, if you drove somewhere, dude, hire somebody to take you home. You have million, you if you're making millions, millions and millions, millions and millions, what of is dollars. a
1: twenty-five dollar Uber? Just upgrade and get the fifty dollar Uber blast.
2: Yeah, or so I'm have, have call someone, yo, dude, come get me, man. But, you are know. talking two different things, though. You're you're talking uh, security reasons, which I completely get. You got that money, hire someone to to to, to get you chauffeur you around, so you don't, you know, drive under the influence or you know carry a weapon if you need it. But when you're talking about to pull you back or rein you in from other things, the way you act, think about, you know, anytime in your life, you know, you were around like someone that was, you know, high profile, maybe a celebrity, maybe someone that was very rich. You just wanted to be in that clique. You want to be in that gang. So you want to facilitate. So you didn't want to do anything that would have that person, that, that money say, you know what? No, no, you know, Sherm, Obed. No, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because yes, you're doing the right thing and telling me I should not be acting a fool, but you know what? I don't want to hear that. You you know what? So you know what you're gone. So you what are you gonna do? You're going to help him. You're going to continue to to but you know,
0: then you need to trust your inner circle more, better than you need to trust the people in your inner circle, who you hire, who's on your team, because that because if somebody is on your team is really trying to help you out and you're going to discourage them or, or kick them out for that, for doing something like that, kind of keep you out of trouble and keep you off social media for instances
2: like that, then, then you know what? You don't, you don't have the right
0: team members then. You
2: know, it's like Obed said, you know, I, I kind of I'll, I'll wrap my point up here. Like Obed said, you know, money isn't going to change it. Money doesn't change who you are. It just amplifies more of who you actually are.
0: Very well said. Well said. I mean, yeah. Don't I get? I get your point, Chris. Definitely, I get your point. But I mean, to, to me and Alberta, you can wait in here really quickly again if you need, if you want to. But I just, I just think that you know, if you ha- you need to have people around you to kind of hold you down to make sure you're not in the limelight for the wrong reasons. So many people have gotten caught up in these situations because you know social media is everywhere. Everyone has their camera phones out. You know, you do something so. Mm-hmm. We usually might not be a big deal, but because you're a celebrity or, or an athlete or whatever, a high-profile person, it, everyone's to you know that you know the media, and everyone's gonna blow out, blow, blow it out of the water, you know. So uh, I don't know. We'll bet if you have anything else left to say on it, but uh, I, that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's cameras everywhere. I don't even know who that person was who was videotaping it. Uh, but I do have a quick uh, what's the word? Entertainment quiz. Name this other Dallas Cowboys player who. Jerry Jones did purchase Security 4 to keep him out of trouble.
2: Hmm.
0: That's
1: a uh, – oh, man. Um, Wait.
2: How, how, how old? How old? How old? How old? How old? How old? Current, current player?
1: Not a current player.
0: Ooh, that's a good uh, – maybe Greg Hardy or uh, Irvin?
1: Nope. Irvin, maybe? Nope. Chris? T-
0: Terrell Owens.
1: Nope. Pac-Man Jones.
0: No. Oh! Good. I was going to say, too, we just talked about him. Damn. Wow, well, wow. I mean, well, I mean, there you go. I remember that now. I yeah. remember
1: that. He actually, he actually got into altercation with the gentleman in the, in the restroom, I think he struck him. So to, to the point, money's not going to make it better. <laughs> money's not going to make it better.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. All right, guys, let's move on to uh, some basketball action here. Um, last night, I don't know if you guys watched the Game 6 of the Eastern Finals. Raptors finally took that series uh, over the buff 4-2, to two, and then winning game 6-100, ninety four. Dude, it was a very, very good competitive game. Um, I mean, just kind of going wrapping up the series real quick, you know, Raptors, after losing the first two games in Milwaukee, for the Raptors to really rally and win four straight, I think is great. I mean, I did say Raptors in six, but I didn't think, you know, rattle off four straight like that, but... You know, um, it was it was a really it really showcased how their 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 will and their determination to win that game uh, last night. Um, but to me, I, dude, the Bucks came out really aggressive in the beginning, especially in the first half, and they were up. I think what by what fifteen points at one point during the third quarter. Um, and the and the Raptors just found a way to rally, going on like a what twenty six to three run between the third and the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so it was a really really good game. You know. Leonard ended up with what 27 and 17 boards. Uh, Lowry had had 17 points. Giakamit dropped 18, and on the other side with the Bucks, I don't, I don't 21 and 11. I was expecting a little bit more from him. You know, I, I was expecting him to go off for at least 30 and 15, to be honest with you. Um, on his side, at, at least 30 and 15. So, but I mean, he still had an overall you know a decent game. Um, I don't know what your guys. First of all, just let me get your thoughts on Game Six last night. You know, what What were your thoughts on how they played? Because to me, like I said, the Bucks were just so aggressive in the beginning. But then Toronto just seemed, you know, forced turnovers late in the game. And, you know, play, play well. Chris,
2: I don't know if you watched the game or not, but your thoughts on it. No, I I, I, caught, I caught most of the game. Um, You know, honestly, in regards to how they played, you know, and how this series went down, it was just a phenomenal coaching job by Nick Nurse. Uh, I mean, it, he found out. How to oh, stop. Hey, don't, don't forget Drake. Don't forget Drake. <laughs> don't forget <laughs> Jake, don't Drake. Get on Drake just yet. Don't I, get me I, I know. We'll talk, we'll I, talk about that in a second. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> rest. I do not want to be upset today, Sherm. But, <laughs> you know, nurse just absolutely outcoached Budenholzer. I mean, when it comes down to it, he figured out how to stop the Greek freak. Um, and, and that's putting Kawhi Leonard on him for most of the game and, and, and saying, beat us, beat us outside of him. And until you know the Greek freak, even though he is my MVP for this year, he still has so many holes in his game that he needs to correct, which he will. But, you know, develop an outside shot, develop a post move that's not dunking, um, get a better three point shot. Um, but overall, you know, it was just a superior coaching job on the part of
0: Well, he was two for five from three from from three last night, so it wasn't too, too bad, you know. And and people have said if he if he can develop his three pointer his three point shot, he might he be one of those players all be- time know, he will be one of the uh, one of the best players, dude. I'm telling you, if he can develop that three, Absolutely. he's getting better at it, dude. That is a lethal weapon. And yes, he is my MVP for this season. I think I think he will win MVP as well. Um, Obed, your thoughts on Game Six?
1: Um, I think I, I will agree with you. I think he might be the MVP candidate. I mean, just he if you take him away from the Milwaukee Bucks, I don't know what else they have. Um, and just what? <laughs> yeah, right. It, he brings so much to the table for them. And it was it was a good. You know, they were talking about on the post game that you can't just. Play an offense where you give it to uh, uh, Giannis at the top of the key and let him drive the lane every time for a dunk. You know he's got to have another move. He's got to have you have to be a little more uh, versatile in what you can do with him. And if he develops his three point shot, which you know being able to jump behind the arc, I, I think of all the threes that uh, uh oh I can't I can't remember his name Dirk Nowitzki hit this year. Uh, just trying to you know chase that uh, scoring title or at least move up won in the scoring title by hitting as many points as possible. And that's all he did. If, if you told me that you could get the entire career of somebody like Dirk Nowitzki, and then in his twilight, he's banging down threes because he built his, his three point shot over time. You know, that's, that's a lethal combination that would serve them very well in the East that does not have LeBron James in it anymore.
0: Yeah. And you know, one player who I think is definitely worth mentioning, Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, excuse me. He played the last, three or so games ever since the birth of his, of his child the other day, he was on He's been playing very well off the bench. He had had, had 14 last night, you know, uh, he was, you know, kind of a, a low key unsung hero. He was four for five from three as well. He's been balling out the last few games. Um, like I said, ever since the birth of his other child, uh, Fred Jr., you know, he's been kind of, he's been doing really, really, really well. Um, you know, so give I give it up to him. You know, what, he had 21 and in, in, I think in game 5, 13 the game before, you know, so he's been playing much better. So the, the Raptors bench has been kind of stepping up. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you know, like I said, I, I did pick the Raptors to win it in six. You know, good for them. Congratulations to them. This is their first trip to the finals but before we kind of talk about the finals and you know even your boy drake here for a second chris are the bucks was this a fluke season or do you think they'll be back chris uh,
2: they'll be back because they're gonna have the the reigning mvp um in the in the greek freak i mean absolutely they're gonna be back i mean really because you know Ka- Kawhi, uh, outside of winning a championship Kawhi is out of toronto he's gone so they they're they're not getting back to the finals. Hmm. So really, it, it, there's no one in the East to rival the Bucks. So it's not even necessarily you know is it a fluke season or are they good enough? Not, not, not even Philly. No, that's Jimmy Butler's gone. He's going with LeBron. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. You heard it here. He's going with LeBron out in the LA. No, I mean that team just and, and there's too many pieces. I mean out there you got Philly, you got you got injuries. You've got, you know, Ben Simmons who has more holes in his game than Giannis does. I mean, so no. They're they're not a, a real rival, so it's not a fluke season. They'll be back.
1: Bucks
2: Bucks are in the championship next year.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. He's calling already. I'll oh, bet your thoughts on Bucks. Are they are they legit or not?
1: Um I mean, I think what this season does for them is puts the rest of the NBA on notice that, you know, if you want to play you want a chance to be in the Eastern Conference Finals with a kid who's only getting better and a team that's coached very well, you know, you take a look, come out here and play with us. We maybe just need a few more pieces and it makes the difference, right? Um, I, I don't think they're a fluke. I think if, especially, and this is on if Giannis takes another step forward, which is crazy to think because he's already done so much, but he takes another step forward you Bring a couple of the people in that team could be competitive again. This is the East that does not have LeBron James, it is open for whoever wants to actually put together a team.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, LeBron going to the Western Conference really opened it up for everyone else. So, yes, I will definitely agree with you there. Um, so we've mentioned it before, so I'm gonna throw it right to you, Chris, your boy Drizzy Drake. What's the deal? <laughs> You're, you're controller. controller. Oh, oh my
2: gosh! Controller uh,
0: him. <laughs> okay. Don't, <laughs> don't just you me. watch if he's nonstop right now, because he's nonstop. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the rollies. It's not a stopwatch.
0: See right there.
2: I feel like you know. I got I'm gonna spend every last dollar I have to make it to one of these finals games. So I'm sitting in the front row where Drake is, and when he runs by, I'm going to throw my leg out and just watch him fall down on his <laughs> I mean, Oh, my gosh. No, this guy. What? Is it because he's light-skinned? Is, God, is that, that, that in Chris? In a wheelchair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to get racial
2: now. <laughs> no. Dude, I mean, go
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So let us know how much you hate Drake, okay? And you wish, you wish for him to fail at life, okay?
2: <laughs> just, like, just like this song on this show, I'm the best you ever had. Yeah. No, but honestly, all joking and kidding aside, I get it. You know, he's a spokesperson. Actually, he's a minority owner in the Raptors. Spokesperson for them. I, I'm glad. I love his passion, even though he's a full leather fan of whatever team is good and suits him and his brand. But he is from Toronto. But here's the thing. You have other people are coming out and saying, you know, oh, what about all these other personalities, that, you know, the Spike Lees of, for the Knicks? And you have Jack out there in the Lakers. I'm like, yes, but they're not out in the huddles. They're not out putting their hands on the coaches. They're not out, like, you know, basically doing a Draymond, um, sorry, um, uh, okay, Lance Stevenson blowing in the players. Like, you're taking it too far. And here's the thing. If he wasn't Drake, just to be honest, if he's just every other normal person, Joe Schmell, like you and me, he would have been escorted out, punched in the face, something bad would have happened to this guy. Uh, you yeah,
1: no, no
2: yes, yes, yes. I'll, I will, I will, I one hundred percent
0: agree with you on that, Chris. If he was not Drake, he would have been taken out of the arena. One hundred percent agree. Anytime a normal fan just goes walking up and down, going crazy, touching the coach, I yeah, I'll agree with you there. He would he would have been escorted out of out of the arena. Um, Obed, your thoughts on Drizzy?
1: I mean, you know, and it's it's super fan <laughs> stuff. It's definitely distracting. But as a minority owner in the team, huge, how much access does he have, right? This isn't like a uh, Tom Gutierrez or whatever dude that uh, uh, does Tom Brady's TV 12, you know, uh, uh, Western medicine healing stuff, whatever, or Eastern medicine healing stuff. It, this isn't an individual who is non-sanctioned. He's sanctioned. I own part of the – He's at. he's at his place of business. You know, like, how how much can we tell a person who is an owner, the owner is in the name of what he what he is to the team, can be down there doing these things. If Jerry Jones was on the sidelines <laughs> saying that none of my players are, all my players are going to uh, stand and put their hand over their shoulder for the flag, but then be on Monday Night Football, kneeling, arms locked with your players, who does more <laughs> for whatever their brand requires, right? So, it's it's hard, I'm hard pressed right now. I did have very strong feelings against it, but I'm like, eh, if he's paid the money to be down there he can be down there is it annoying yeah but to tell the owner to go to that he's got to stay in the booth. To so st- tell him he's got to stay in the box
2: yeah i mean so yeah, yeah. if he isn't in- game that, that's all but he's interfering with the game yeah. as an owner jerry jones isn't going to run out there and, and you know tackle someone or whatever you know what I'm saying? Like- <laughs> He he might, he, he just might, might Jerry Jones so just might,
0: okay? If the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl and, they, and 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 their opponent is about to score with a second left, you're gonna see Jerry Jones body slam somebody. I'm
1: gonna say <laughs> a, a oh, God, that man has a family and broke in half.
2: <laughs> in Texas, you know, they do crazy things out there. They do everything big in Texas, you know. But, <laughs> man, as long as I have no problem with the Drake antics, as long as he's not interfering with the game, which he is doing.
0: I get, I get you, I get you. I mean, yeah, I, I, definitely see your point. Like I said, if he was just a normal fan, definitely would have been kicked out. If he wants to scream and yell and run up and down, you know, because they can, they, they, are allowed to walk up and down the because you know to get to their seat and stuff. So he can, he can technically, yes, he can walk back and forth. But if he's you know, in the huddle and things like that, but yeah, you know, I mean, great if it, if he's in fact you know a majority owner of the team. You know, does the majority of the other owners have the right to go down and be with the players? I guess probably they do. You said Jerry Jones, he's seen walking the sidelines with his team members, be- with, the, with the, guy, the Cowboys before on the side. He's not interfering the game, no, to your point, Chris, but he is with the team. So if he's just walking by, it's, you know, saying what's up or giving high fives, just kind of hanging out in the back. I don't have a problem with that, but if he's uh, actually you know, almost stepping onto like that's about stepping onto the court and interfering referees, things like that, whatever. Yes, he has,
2: he has had he he referees. He's done that. You know, I'm just saying. Let's just you you are going to watch the finals, right? Yes, of course. Okay, great. Um, if you happen to see out of the corner, the, uh, uh, or corner of the camera, corner your eye, Drake just flopping down, face down, it wasn't me. It wasn't. Oh, <laughs> 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 all right, Shaggy, easy there. I was okay.
1: going to say that light, uh, light skin drama there. <laughs>
2: he might be lighter. he might be lighter than me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How I don't know,
1: but maybe he got that Sammy Sosa.
2: Oh, got him.
1: Ooh.
0: Hey, well, well, speaking of the uh, of the of the Raptors, and of course now that we know they're in the finals against Golden State, so of course this is the fifth time in the fifth year in a row that the Warriors are in the in the finals. As we said before, the Raptors this is their first ever appearance. In their championship, but speaking, let's go. I want to touch on the Warriors. for a second, we finally talk about matchups and different things. Kevin Durant is still out with that strained calf. Is, will I don't know. it's, It's still a question mark. Will he be ready? But let me ask you this, Obed. Do the Warriors need Kevin Durant to win a title against the Raptors?
1: They didn't before. They don't need him now. He they already had championship pedigree before Kevin Durant showed up. Yes, he adds to it. He gives them the dynamic, but they have turned into the the machine again, where they're just gonna come out here and buckets in your like people are gonna start vomiting basketballs. The number of three point shots that these guys are putting up. You got Draymond out here hitting them too now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's um they're yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah Chris Chris, do you think the Warriors need KD to win a title against this this Raptors team with Kawhi?
2: Not against the Raptors. Um, I thought the Bucks were going to get there, and the Bucks against this current constructed Golden State Warrior team, I think the Bucks would have beaten the Warriors. But the matchup just favors Golden State so much better in this particular matchup. They they don't have the defenders to to stick with all those shooters. Um, mm-hmm. They do not need him, but it will be a close series without him.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this. So, follow up: Do you guys believe the hype that the Golden State Warriors are better without KD? I don't think they're better without him. I just think they play a different game without him. It's not necessarily better. It's not necessarily worse. It's just different. I think if KD is there and he's able to play for the finals, they'll destroy Toronto. So let's face it, KD is by far you know, the second greatest player in the league. Right now. You know, on the face of this earth. He was playing like he was the best player in the world. He threw out these playoffs before he got hurt. But I think with KD, they destroy Toronto probably in five games maybe but without kd it could still go it would still be done in five maybe six who knows but i don't don't believe this hype at all people were saying oh they're better without they look better they look better i don't think they are better
2: without him they're just different
0: chris your thoughts
2: I mean, if, if you have a 100-piece orchestra and you take uh, one, one of the trumpets out, it uh, might not be better nor worse, but it's just different, like you said. Uh, but it's still an integral piece to the overall picture. Um, yeah. I mean, no. Uh, you, you take one of the greatest players of not over, not even just in the league right now, but of all time, off yeah. your team— um, yeah, that's going to hurt. Um, uh, and they're not better without him. They Again, I think if KD comes back and whether how healthy is how healthy his calf is, and you know what, I think it's more than a calf from what I've been hearing, but how healthy his calf is, I mean, it's really going to depend because their chemistry right now since he's been gone is back to Obed's point. The Warriors of old, man, they are flowing. They are moving the ball, screens, high lows all day. I mean, pick and rolls coming left and right, Draymond hitting threes. Everyone's getting a part of it, and their fast break is is looking like the the wars I remember previous.
0: Yes, the tra- their transition offense is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, but okay, so let me ask you this, Obed: If Golden State wins without Kevin Durant, does he stay or does he leave in free agency?
1: Man, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I think he goes. I mean, if they win without him, you know, can then focus their attention on you know, keeping these other guys in-house, right? Clay Thompson not getting the all-NBA, uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, you know, he, didn't,
0: all, he didn't make an all-NBA team, right? He was he was using yeah, Changes you know, you know, the, he the, the, the amount of money
1: that he can, you know, you know arguably get for his ass, right? Um, And, you know, he bad. Put him in a position – to stay with the team, keep flowing the way that they have been, right? Maybe add another star who's, you're not going to be able to replace a Kevin Durant, but you could find somebody to come and join this team to give you, you know, five, four Hall of Famers or three Hall of Famers and, you know, two semi, all pro, all NBA guys. Um, Yeah, I I don't think they need him. It was a luxury for them to bring him in to begin with, Uh, but they don't, I don't think they need him to win. Again, they are back, they could have crushed, I think the Toronto Raptors are a better matchup for them than the Bucks were. I think they would have mobbed the Bucs. Uh, I think because Kawhi Leonard has an experience with these guys and he's unafraid of them, right. It's not like the big, bad warriors. Like, no, I, I played those guys all the time. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the, it's a better matchup now, but I, and I do agree that it'll probably be like six games because Kawhi's not going to take this line back lying down. You know,
0: so. Yeah. And, and um, I see it's your point of it. I do think if the Bucks had made it, I think, it would have been easier for the Warriors to. It'd be easier for the Warriors to win. I think honestly, I think the Raptors were the better team. And like I, like I said, I said it. You know, I think it's the inexperience is what really did the the Bucks in. Um, you know, that that was really my thing going into it. You know, to be honest, I didn't think the Bucs would make it to the Eastern Finals. Yeah. But they're still great. They're a phenomenal team. Like I said, I think Giannis will win the MVP. But um, the Raptors, you know, they just showed that will and forward, so They were just not gonna break, and um, and they and they did it. So kudos to them. Um, as far as matchups are concerned going into this finals, let's say let's say the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant. Is there a particular matchup on the court that you're really looking forward to? To me, it's really Draymond Green versus Serge Ibaka. Now, yeah. I know Marcus Saul is in that starting lineup and Serge is really coming off the bench, but I think that... Abaka should actually start maybe over Siakam. Um I think Abaka is a lot is more physical yeah. than uh, Siakam is. And Draymond Green likes to play physical. Um and I think Although Gasol is a better offensive player than Ibaka is, you know that's why he's kind of out there more. But yeah. the, ma- the matchup kind of I want to see is Draymond. Like you said, you know, Draymond is kind of a jack of all trades. He's running the floor. He's got, he's almost like a point forward, kind of like a LeBron. You know he he can actually push the ball up to court. He's you know he's getting triple doubles and things. So I want to see how well Serge Ibaka can really shut down if if or if he can shut down Draymond Green. So that's one matchup that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Chris, is there a particular matchup, you know, with the Warriors if 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 Kevin Durant is not there that
2: that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm gonna stick. Uh, I'm gonna stick with your boy Draymond, but it's gonna be in someone different. Draymond and Drake. That's the matchup I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who does the most trash talking in this series, Draymond or Drake? Uh, it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be a close one. <laughs> no, honestly. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, oh, my
2: God. yeah. If Kevin Durant was there, that would have been the X factor because you wouldn't be putting Kawhi Leonard on KD. Exactly. That's oh. why. That's why I didn't bring that up. I mean, yes, that'd be the obvious matchup to look at. Right. Uh, here's the thing: everyone's probably going to go right to Steph. I don't think you put. I don't think you put him on Steph because Steph moves so much, and they're going to need. They're going to need um, Kawhi's offense in this series to elevate them to wins. So they don't need him getting tired, running around, chasing Steph Curry all day. They need to bring two, three guys off the bench to be constantly on him. I think it's going to be Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard. That's the matchup I'm looking forward
1: to.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, o- what about you? I think I, I like it, Chris. Well, what about you? A matchup that you're really looking forward to in this series.
1: I mean, I honestly, I am looking for that. For me, it's the physicality standpoint, right? Because you you have to slow them down. Uh, you yes. can't. Uh, much to Chris said, you cannot just have Kawhi get tired running around chasing because they will do that. They will. They will make you chase the rabbit. He will hit a three wherever he stops, right? So you know how how physical can you be? It's, and it starts with Draymond Green. I think that's the the difference factor in between the old Warriors and the new Warriors. The new Warriors had a lot of more finesse when you have a guy like Katie, another guy who does not like contact. Um, and, you know, of old, it was the ability for them to hit buckets all over the place, but have that that nastiness factor that they get from Draymond that they were not getting from uh, Boogie Cousins while he was out there. Um, so I I, I want to see the physicality for me. It's that it's it's as if it's either Draymond against Drake or it's Draymond down low against Ibaka, who I think probably should be starting if, if for nothing less than his playoff experience through his career. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's that down low uh, physicality for this for the series.
0: Yeah, I I like it. I definitely I'll say that you know um, the physicality will play a part. You know because you like you said you can't just have these guys running all over the court all around you. As far as keys to success for each team, I want to look at. We can start with Toronto. For me, minimizing turnover turnovers that's that's one thing you can't have turnovers because turnovers lead, lead to transition points and the transition but, but, uh, possibilities for the warriors and you have to limit their their their, their open threes so t- to me toronto because because toronto you know like i said they they play they've been playing well together their chemistry has been really great but if you get turnovers and the and the, and the warriors break out in fast breaks they're going to just light you up all day long and if you give them too many open threes, as Chris said before, coming off of screens, especially those high screens, and going those open threes, they'll just like you said, Chris, they'll just you know be throwing them up all day long. I mean, that's where Toronto really has to shut down. Don't let them in too many open threes. And for me, and for Golden State, they have to protect the rim, you know. Toronto plays a very, very well good half court game and they kind of get down low as well, too. So you have to protect the whim. Don't give them any second chance points. Okay. And also clog the paint, especially with Leonard. You know, Leonard likes to drive to the hole. Even, you know, us, you know, Siakam likes to drive as well too. Even, even Kyle Lowry, you know, they're not really so, so – they're not only taking that many outside shots. You know, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. But Van Bleet has been doing well on the outside, putting on the perimeter. But I think Toronto, um, their keys, like I said, protect the rim and really clog that paint. Chris, what about you?
2: Your keys key success for each team? Um. Well, I mean, there really is no keys to success for Golden State. They they have the the full Monty uh, of weapons to, to get this done, um, pretty easily actually, if they if they truly wanted to. Um, but for Toronto, it's just going to be. Deciding how you want to defend Steph Curry because Steph Curry has come on like two-time unanimous MVP Steph Curry in the last four or five games for the Warriors. So yeah. it's going to be how you defend him. You know, in a lot of ways, I think you you need to pull out almost like an NCAA type uh, defense. You know, you ever you guys ever seen the box one, the box and one? They used to do that to JJ Reddick back in the day when he was on du- when he was on Duke, and they mm-hmm. shut him down in the NCAA tournament. You know, because he was a prolific three-point uh, shooter, still is. Um, that's how they shut him down. I think you need to have someone on all, on both sides, on both corners, almost again, like, like a zone defense with one just chasing the entire time.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, cause like you said, someone is going to be chasing somebody the entire time as well. You know, it's, it's just a matter of who's really going to keep them in check. Obed, your keys to key success for each team.
1: Keys to success, I think it's, you know, who's going to show up for the Raptors, right? You know, when you, if you say that you're going to go ahead and play the physical game, keep Ibaka in there, and we don't have Siakam coming in as often, is he going to get cold? Are we going to see seven-point game all night Siakam, or are we going to see 25-point game all night Siakam, right? Mark Gasol, can they get him in foul trouble? Uh, he does like to play up. His the fouls that happened to him. So, you know, I don't know if that is he going to get the is the preference going to be there when you've got the five straight championship uh, title games visiting Golden State Warriors over there, who is the darling and the new scrappy team, right? You're going to get away with flying all over the place Uh, for the uh, the Golden State Warriors. I think it's tempo. You know, if they just go out there and do what they've done, they're going to take games easily from these guys. Right. I could see the crowd will be behind them. This is the last time, the last hurrah for them at their arena. Um, they, they're coming out here to put on a light show. So very uh, appropriate that they go back to being the old school Splash Brothers team that they were. Um, you Really, for Toronto, you pick your poison. If you want to play a box and one and try to shut down the shooter, you got a guy over there in Clay Thompson off of four bounces will drop 40 on you. What is the defense for that? because the other guy is one of the most prolific three point shooters in the world, you know? So it's, it's, you, you have to, you gotta be smart. You can't let Kawhi get tired. You can't get let them run around all over the place. At the same time, you can't have guys come out here and not give you the, the offensive efficiency that they should be for their position in the minutes they'll play. Um, so it's going to, you know, coaching might be really big to see if you can find a way to slow them down and then beat them.
0: Yeah. Very good point. And, and just another uh, factoid here you know, the Raptors actually swept both games from the Warriors this season. And when I think one of them was out without Kawhi Leonard, I believe in Golden State. So that's something to look to look at, too, you know, to consider, you know, that proves that the, the Raptors, they you know, they can beat them for all and they can't beat them on their own, even on their home court. So um, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I mean, so I'd like to just, you know, make our predictions now and to see where you guys are at. And then we can, we can uh, end the show this week. But I, to me, I, I have to go Golden State just because, you know, I mean, there's just too much firepower. Even without KD, I'm going to go to Golden State. Without KD, I'm going to say Golden State in six with KD, possibly five. But I'll, I'll say with, it doesn't look like KD will play. But without him, I'm going to say in six. Obed, your prediction for these finals?
1: I got, I got a well, Golden State in six and then Golden State in six. I just I feel like they're going to be two monster uh games there from Kawhi Leonard I don't think it'll be any kind of four straight uh or th- you know three straight scenario I think it'll go back and forth because what is it two at Golden State and then I think
0: it's two three two or did they go back to two two one 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 I can't recall I think it's I think it is still two in Golden State three in Toronto then two
1: in Golden State I believe it is okay so I, I do have Golden State picking up one of those games in Toronto uh and it's gonna and Listen. If, it, if we're going back to this, the, the light skin power is strong with the Golden State Warriors. Drake, the, the <laughs> only got, got Drake I'm, no, what's the other dude that they got from the uh, the Celtics is out there, too? Jeff Green is out there. Kyle Lowry is like a chestnut. Yeah, yeah. So yes, sure. Danny, so, Danny, You meant Danny Green. Danny, 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 Green. Danny,
0: Green, Danny, Danny Green, Danny Green. Yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry is a chestnut. <laughs> and, you know, and, and really, really quick, to go back to the Raptors, Kyle Lowry definitely has to step up. He yeah. has to average at least 22 to 23 points a game and maybe even nine assists for them to really do well. I don't know if that's his
1: game. Here,
2: here's the thing you know, um, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you guys. I actually think Golden State without KD uh, wins this in five. Um, with KD, I think it's a sweep. Um, the, wow. reason I, the reason I say that is, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks just had a hard fought battle with the Toronto Raptors to get him. That went to seven games. You know what I mean? So the Warriors have had nine. Six, days. Six. Oh, I'm sorry, you're writing six. I'm sorry, why did I say seven? Six games. They the Warriors had nine days off to prepare for this. You know, relaxing, getting their bodies right. They're going to be the fresher team, and they're the better team. So again, I think if KD miraculously makes it back, which I know it looks like all reports saying he's not going to be back at least for game one, um, it's a straight sweep. But but w- without him, it's in five.
0: Wow. Okay. And it's a bull. I mean. It's not. It's not unfathomable that. It could, I mean, yeah, Golden State is playing like the Golden State of old. I've said it before, you know. Um, and yeah, with KD, they're just. They're just even better. And for their, for for their, you know, for Kawhi, he's gonna have, he's gonna have to try to shut down KD, which is not an easy task. And it's gonna leave, uh, you know, Curry and Thompson just there shooting up. You know, Lowry will probably be on Curry throughout the game. Um, so who's really going to st- stop um, Thompson from putting up points? Like you said, Obed, you guy can dribble four times and put up 35, 40 points, you know? So it's, it's, a, I think it's going to be a fun mashup. It's going to be good, but in, in the end, um, the Warriors will win their third straight title and fourth out of the last five seasons. Well, well, folks, that was going to do it for this week's episode from What's the Word Entertainment. I'm glad to we you have Obed back with us. And Chris, good to see you as always. Any last words from either of you guys? No? Obed, feel oh, free to jump in. You know what?
1: Thanks for uh, having me out here again. It's always a pleasure as usual. Chris, appreciate you making the time. Uh, everyone go out there and have a great Moral Day weekend.
2: Absolutely. Chris? Absolutely, yes. Uh, let's remember what this weekend is really about. It's not about the barbecues and the parties. And, and and all that all that fun stuff all that fun stuff is only provided to us because of the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice. So let's let's remember what this is about. Absolutely, give it up.
0: Absolutely, get up for every one of our veterans. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's also about going to the beach and seeing girls in bikinis. But that's not what I'm <laughs> going to talk about. Okay, never mind. Anyway, folks, glad to have to have you guys here. And thanks you guys for watching. Anyone, don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. And I will see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Yeah.